Hello, it's Sarah Lloyd Hughes here and welcome to the podcast series. I'll be guiding you through each of the six mandatory podcasts on the six qualities of an inspiring speaker. Now, the reason for having these podcasts is that it gives you extra reflection time on the theme of the month. We know that the workshop days can be really quite intense and quite practical. And we wanted to give you a chance for your brain to rest in perhaps the more intellectual background to each of the qualities of an inspiring speaker. And since I came up with the model originally, and since I founded Ginger Public Speaking, you can hear from the horse's mouth the reasoning behind why each of these six qualities are important. So before we jump into authenticity, the, the first of the six qualities that we look at in the Inspiring Speakers program itself, let me frame for you why uh, six qualities are the thing that we're focusing on. Uh, you may have heard this if you've already done the Foundations course, uh, or it may be new to you, but either way, it's really useful to understand this very, very clearly. Most training in general focuses on behaviours rather than the cause or the underlying reason for those behaviours. Now this is logical, um, quick, easy, sometimes it works, <laughs> not always but sometimes it works. And how that looks is typically a set of rules. We want to get maximum value within our training day and so we look to an expert to say, look, this is my way of doing this. Maybe that's, you know, this is my way of pitching or this is my way of time management. Follow my way of being and you'll do great. Now, that can work for some very, um, let's say, practical skills. Maybe it works for time management. Maybe it works for things like health and safety. But it didn't work for me in public speaking. In fact, when I was trained in this way um, of rules-focused approach of, you know, put your hands here and say this in this moment and here's my template for, for putting together an inspiring speech, it made me feel more nervous rather than more natural and it certainly didn't make me a more inspiring speaker, it probably made me less so if you're wanting to be a truly inspiring speaker, that's the whole point of this programme after all, this approach I believe doesn't work. Inspiring speakers, in fact, if you look at them, the, the ones who move us, the ones who we remember, the ones who we connect to, they don't have identical techniques to each other. They don't have a secret formula that all of them follow. They don't have identical personalities. They don't have identical ways of influencing. So what is it? Um, what I do believe they have is these six qualities, or this is my unpicking of those brilliant speakers into some kind of form that we can start to understand and learn for ourselves. So it's in developing these qualities that you learn to inspire above and beyond picky little bits of technique and structure that works for someone but doesn't necessarily work for you. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't get structure and technique and feedback um, over the course of the Inspiring Speakers programme. You will. But our focus as a training team is on developing your capacity to inspire through your voice. This might not always look like normal training. It might not always feel comfortable to you. That's deliberate. So roll with the programme. Um, and if something doesn't make sense, please ask us because more often than not, there's a really good explanation as to why we're doing something in a particular way. And because some of the content can feel stretching or challenging, these podcasts are a place where hopefully your brain can go to get some of that more logical, intellectual reasoning behind the qualities. So I hope it serves you. 
Let's start then by looking at authenticity and I'd like to discuss with you the argument for or indeed the imperative for authentic leaders in the world around us. And we start here in this course because we feel really strongly that authenticity is what's most lacking in our leaders and it's the thing that can have the biggest impact on your ability to inspire and engage an audience. Now authenticity is necessarily going to be a challenge for various reasons which I'll discuss in a minute, especially if you've come from a corporate background or if you've been educated or habituated to impress rather than to connect with other people, whether that's individuals or your audiences. And we kind of all know it from interviews, don't we? The, the tendency to try and be impressive rather than vulnerable. And most of us will have fallen into that trap of trying to impress at some point, trying to be that person who the interviewer wants us to be, or that person who the boss wants us to be, or that person who the audience wants us to be, rather than simply being ourselves and accepting the consequences. So if we, like most human beings, want to impress, want to be professional, why is authenticity even on the cards? Why is it important? Aren't I risking too much if I let my audiences, whether that's a, an interviewer or a large audience, see too much of me? Well, of course, there's a line, and that's a line that we can discuss. But I first want to talk you through why authenticity isn't just a nice to have, it's actually an imperative for any and every leader. We're at a really unique time in history right now. We have access through the internet and beyond to more people than ever before, more potential audience members. But at the same time, we are more and more disconnected. We were promised that technology would give us more time, perhaps more time to connect with friends and family, it would make life easier for us. And yet the opposite seems to have happened. And weird things are happening around us and our leadership. We have so much information at our disposal that we can check and scrutinise our leaders like never before. So traditional institutions, governments, big businesses are facing scrutiny like they have never been facing before. And who do we turn to to trust? Well, in any large crowd, imagine yourself in Leicester Square or in another big crowded space, we instinctively gravitate towards those people who we know, those who we trust. And feeling like you know someone is almost equivalent to trust. That's why we see so many small businesses with really human, authentic seeming advertising connect so well with audiences. Um, for me, it started with people like Innocent Smoothies. And oh, by the way, I, I noticed that I say people <laughs> rather than companies, people like Innocent Smoothies. And now that's spread everywhere as companies try to show you their personality through social media, compare the meerkat and, and so on. It's also there with more traditional companies, people like John Lewis, give us that warm fuzzy feeling of meeting an old friend and their Christmas adverts or Dove who um, whose advertising and communication makes us feel like they're on our side and certainly for women. So some communicators are really creating that sense of trust because we feel like we know them. On the other hand 
if we feel like someone or an organisation is part of a corporate machine, uh, it becomes alienating. We don't we don't really know them anymore. Industries who aren't represented by people and personalities seem to be trusted less and less. Think about those generic insults that we throw towards city bankers, lawyers and so on. If we're not in relationship with them, if we can't see them as human beings, if we can't see their personality, we can't trust them. And this has huge implications for leaders. And that's people like you. And then let me just pause here and go a little bit into the term leader because it's a really important one for the Inspiring Speakers programme. Whether or not you're fully aware of it, you have joined a public speaking leadership programme. Yes, you have. Um, We're teaching you how to be a better public speaker. Of course we are. But to be able to do that, to be able to genuinely inspire your audience, we have to dig deeper into our inequalities our drive to stand up and be heard uh, and in being heard to make some sort of difference to the people who are listening to us. Otherwise, if we're not doing that, all we at Ginger are doing is contributing to just more hot air in the world, more pretense, more noise. And we have had quite enough of that already, thanks very much. A Ginger journey into public speaking is very definitely about your leadership. That's what we believe in. Now, for some of you, uh, for some of you in this cohort, you might feel that that's really obvious. Those of you who perhaps already have an active leadership responsibility in your workplace, those of you who are leading change, perhaps through your own project or uh, entrepreneurial venture, and that's probably why you're here. For some of you, the term leadership might feel scary or it might feel like a lot of pressure, But I hope as this course progresses, you'll see that public speaking is necessarily an act of leadership, that whenever you take to the stage, you have the opportunity to lead, or if you prefer the word influence, you have an opportunity to either influence or lead your audience to think, feel and act in a different way. That's the whole point of standing up to speak as far as I can see it. Now, your leadership may be an obvious work-related topic that you hope to influence people around. It may be a personal topic that you feel called to speak about. It may shift over time as you go through the programme. Your leadership may stretch to hundreds of other followers, or it might be an inner leadership call to take responsibility for your own life and, and things around you. It might indeed be both. Whatever the shade and shape of your leadership, this course is about figuring it out and getting it out. This is something that naturally comes through our workshop days together and we hope that you will reflect as you're challenged to find something to speak on each month so that your leadership comes out more and more up until the point where you launch off in your gala finale into your leadership journey and beyond. So you are a leader and and back to the implications for leaders of trust and authenticity versus alienation. If your audiences don't trust you, they won't believe in your leadership. They won't feel compelled to change, to think or to do things differently. Now there's an increasing body of research to show that trust comes from authenticity in leaders, that we trust people we feel like we know. 
Yeah, there's also an important role for evidence, credibility, data, and so on in building trust. This is something you also need to be aware of in collecting together your arguments to convince and enrol others to your perspective when you speak. And these are things that we will bring up as we go through the programme. But authenticity is the piece that's traditionally completely ignored in connecting to and building trust in an audience. Studies like the Edelman Trust Barometer, which looks at global trends in trust and leadership, are actually showing that for us to buy into what our leaders are saying, we need to see them as human beings, we need to hear their personal stories, we need to hear about their failures as well as their successes. And we need to know that they have a sense of direction that goes beyond simple profit or simple personal gain. It's not enough right now in this day and age to say here are the logical reasons. We also need to make sure that our audience connect deeply emotionally to the things that we care about. And this is why authenticity is so important. If you look at some of the political movements that we have around us these days, you'll probably notice that the people who, uh, the politicians who people resonate with as, as authentic are the ones who are starting to get more and more traction. So on a practical level, that of course brings up a lot of questions, questions which we've started to ask you this month in the course. And questions that we deliberately don't expect that you've answered in total just now because they're deep questions and they're questions that take time to unfold. So we hope that you've planted a few seeds that will grow as you're asked again and again over the course of these six months to investigate a topic or a message that you care about or that you have some kind of passion for or that you want to influence people around. And let me just go through some of these questions with you and then if you want to over time you can return back to this podcast and see where am I at in these questions over time and as, as things are shifting for you. So these are questions like, <laughs> fundamental ones, like who am I as a speaker? Who am I as a speaker? That's also known as your personal brand, but it, it's not just a surface level thing. It's, it's a congruence between who you are being as a leader and how you're expressing yourself. Um, as Gandhi said, or actually I don't think he, he said it in, in reality, but as we quote Gandhi to have said, we have to be the change that we wish to see in the world. And if we are able to be congruent between who we are and what we say, then there's no question people see us as authentic. Now, that starts with a slightly conscious process of trying to understand who you are um, and trying to step into that even more powerfully. And I, re I remember taking my first conscious steps towards showing more of myself as a speaker from being a polished management graduate, uh, wanting to get the trust and engagement of my first audiences in my early 20s. And I remember looking at my personality and kind of unpicking it and asking myself, what is it about me that could serve and connect with and build trust in the audience? And the first place I looked was to the place that I thought, right, okay, this is this is the first um, authentic quality that, that shows up for me, the, the one that feels the most natural. And that was the Energizer Bunny at the time. <laughs> Maybe I had more energy than I do these days. Uh, but the, at the time I was known for being ridiculously enthusiastic. And so I kind of took that quality, owned it, and almost exaggerated it. It still felt authentic. It felt like um, a, a kind of playful place to stretch myself. 
and it was one that was big enough to serve audiences of a few hundred people. So that was the first step towards me finding my personal brand or as we're talking about in the Inspiring Speakers pro program to find my speaker's promise. One of the next questions that you will ask yourself and, and that you'll be given feedback on as we go through the Inspiring Speakers program is finding different flavours of yourself, different authentic versions of yourself that can serve in different situations. So whilst the Energizer Bunny worked for me in big conference environments where I was speaking to a lot of young people, particularly students, it didn't necessarily work when I stepped into the corporate world and started delivering training and um, feeling like I needed to have more depth to my style. So I then had to develop a place of, of gravitas, a place of, um, I suppose, calm as well, which on the one hand didn't feel immediately comfortable to me, but it didn't mean that it wasn't authentic. Um, comfortable and authentic, it might be something that you have a think about and that you play with because our authentic self doesn't always feel completely familiar, doesn't always feel completely comfortable, but when, when we let it out, it feels hugely powerful, more so than just staying in our comfort zone. And that's something that comes back and threads its way through the programme, particularly in the direction of the fearlessness session. We might have questions like, how much can I actually risk? How authentic is, is enough uh, or too much? How do I feel about being vulnerable or, or using emotions? And um, for me, when I was delivering my TED talk, um, Good Girl Goodbye, I was asking myself, Ooh, how much can I display of myself without feeling small or petty or feeling silly or feeling overexposed? And this is an investigation that I can't answer for you right now. You have to test this out for yourself. That's why the course is six months rather than just a day. Uh, but what I decided was that if my communication and my vulnerability, my message, my way of putting that message across, if they were in line with something that I truly believed, something I felt passionate about getting into the world, then actually um, I was willing to risk looking a bit small or sounding a bit petty or sounding a bit silly. Um, and that was the kind of fuel for me that allowed me to go beyond my own um, worries um, about risking more and giving instead more to my audience. In fact, Brene Brown, the famous TED speaker, said that um, the first thing that we want to see in others is vulnerability but at the same time, it's the last thing we want to give of ourselves. So this is an investigation you'll naturally go along as you, as you progress through the programme. And for me, it really brings home why public speaking is an act of leadership, that if we can show something of ourselves that traditionally wouldn't be revealed, we can have huge amounts of power in helping and influencing our audience. You might also be spotting behaviours connected with this risk-taking that feel a bit weird or icky or inauthentic and hold those thoughts for fearlessness because it might well be that these behaviours are part of um, what we call your shadow um, or what Carl Jung called the, the shadow self and that, that's a concept that um, if you're not familiar with it yet you can have a little look at it but we're, we're going to come back to that in fearlessness. Another theme of course is 
oh, what do I actually want to say? I'm supposed to be speaking about something. Um, I, there seems to be an awful lot of pressure to speak about something important. Um, what is it that I want to say? Now here, um, I want to really reassure you that the content that you talk about during the Inspiring Speakers Programme can be completely mundane, completely functional, completely useful for your day-to-day -day life. There's no pressure to go deep to, you know, pull something out of your childhood as a trauma. Um, it, it really it doesn't have to be that way. What we're looking for is you to use this programme in the way that is most relevant to you. And there's kind of two types of message. There's a message with a little m, a sort of functional, mundane message. Or there's a message with a big M, which some people have on the course. Um, and a me message with a big M is all about the kind of impact legacy that you'd like to have on this world. And um, so that might get to being something that is um, the place where you uh, maybe hiding from speaking about the, the thing that is the most powerful cause that you can dare to communicate into the world. It might be the work that you do as well. And your, your space here is open for you to investigate a little M message, a big M message, both um, or something else indeed. And, and you get to pick every single time you um, create a bit of content or practice with your buddy or practice in the sessions, what type of message you, you're wanting to put across this month. Then also authenticity brings up questions around um, a place of purpose. And your purpose as a human being on this planet is quite a deep thing. Um, it might be something that you've considered a lot. It might be something that you're thinking, oh my God, I've, I've never been asked that before. And, and I didn't expect to be asked that on a, on a public speaking program. But um, the more you can dig here, the more you can be driven by a sense of what's important in your life, in your work. As I said before, the more you're going to be able to engage people and um, inspire them and enroll them into the uh, the things that you want to, to change about their way of thinking, feeling, acting. Um, and, and my experiences of speaking certainly hold this to be true that if I don't know what's important to me, um, there's no reason why I would be doing something so terrifying, you know. If I didn't know that public speaking was something that I really wish to empower in others, I would just be kind of hiding in my uh, in my bedroom under the covers. I, I wouldn't be daring to, to speak. So the more you can have that sense of purpose running through what, you, what you're speaking about, the more fire that gives you to overcome some of the risks and doubts associated with public speaking. It also helps you to have the bravery to do something quirky or different or, or uniquely you and this is a theme that comes back in in freshness and now I mentioned towards the beginning of this podcast that there's a line with authenticity perhaps a place where we can be too authentic um, I think it is possible to overshare uh, to get into the territory where we're sharing as one of the course trainers Beverly puts it from our wounds rather than from our scars and this is the place where um, if you're sharing from your wounds, you as a speaker are serving yourself rather than serving your audience. And if that's the case, if that's what you're doing, it's not authenticity anymore, it's therapy. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting to sort of reflect on which bit are you going for? Are you serving your audience or are you serving yourself in, in sharing something? Now during the course we of course give you a safe place to share. So 
if you do happen to overshare or screw up in any other number of ways, it's really not a problem. We'll give you feedback. We will point you in a direction where you can try again. Um, and it's not to be worried about. Sometimes these things happen and we can just say, right, okay, this is how I would receive that as, a, as an audience and maybe I wouldn't want to hear it in that way. But as long as, remember, as long as um, at your core, as an inspiring speaker, your aim is to serve your audience rather than to have your audience serve you. As long as you're genuinely going for that, only brilliant things will happen. And in the meantime, you can figure out where the line is. Uh, normally people go not far enough with sharing rather than going too far. So we'd encourage you to really take some leaps into the place of authenticity uh, in service of your audience. Now, just as a summary then, authenticity, of course, has different meanings for everyone. Of course, there's different investigations that will be going through your mind around authenticity as you progress through the next weeks and months. But remember, remember, remember the benefits of when an audience trusts you. When an audience trusts you, you can take them to wonderful places without necessarily needing much more by way of technique or polish. And that's why authenticity is the roof of the public speaking house, because in some ways, so long as you're authentic, nothing else can go wrong with your speaking.